Let's pray and um, we'll get started with today's devotion, yeah? Let's pray. Dear kind and heavenly Father, thank you so much for bringing us together. Thank you for reminding us of your love, Father. It's such a blessing to be around like-minded people who are deemed your children, who we see the blessings that you have in store for them being poured out over their lives. We ask that you continue to remind us of that love. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen, amen. <laughs> Let's flip you over, guys. Let's flip you over. Let's put you here. Let's put you there. I am really cold. I think I should have put a couple layers on, I think, today. Right, today is the 10th of janvier. Deck. Janvier deck. Is it on the trois, quatre, cinq, six? Wheat, neuf, dix, dix. What's deck? I think deck is something else. Anyway. <laughs> dix. Janvier dix. Anyway, we are talking about the renewed heart loves as Christ loved okay I think we've already ascertained that love biblical love biblical biblical love is oh it's obviously the best love but it's also an action yeah an action a doing doing word a verb guys love is a doing word okay so we are meant to show love by doing something and according to the bible you know god so loved the world that he gave his son meaning his son died for the world because of that love so your love should push you or not push you because it's not it's not by force not by force <laughs> but your love should um you know encourage you um, what is it called? What's the word I'm thinking of? Your love should propel you to want to do stuff. Yeah. You, no one can sit there and say, I love someone, but you don't want to do anything for them. You don't want to be around them. Nothing like that. Okay. It doesn't make sense. It should propel you to want to do something. Yeah. Okay. So it's saying the renewed heart loves as Christ loved, meaning if your heart has been renewed, if you are deemed now a child of God, if you love God, you should, you should love like he loves. You should um, care like he cares. You should want what he wants. I mean, we know these things automatically happen when we surrender, right, guys? So we're in John, we're in John 13, verse 34. We're in John chapter 13, verse 34. And it says, a new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another as I have loved you. This is a new commandment that is given to us that says that you love one another as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. He says it again, a new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. Okay, let's go to John because let's see what the context was. Love should be mutual and returned. It should be. It should be. But it isn't necessarily always the case because, um, Lawrence, 
when Christ died for the sins of the world, he done that out of love, but the world hated him. The world hated him when he died for them. So sometimes we should be, or that's a sign to me, I don't know about you guys, but that's a sign to me that sometimes love isn't returned, but it doesn't ever reduce or affect the love you give out. So you may not get it back. You may not get it back in return, but it, sh- but that, but it not returning to you doesn't mean that you should change how you love. Does that make sense? Does that make sense? doesn't mean it should impact how you love. It should be, it's a blessing if it is returned, but it shouldn't change how you love. Because if it's love, you will do that regardless, regardless of whether someone's loving you back or not. If it's true love, right? That's the sign, or that's the sign, not the sign, but that's the example that Christ has shown us. Anyway, so we're talking here, this is, um, this, this, um, conversation occurred I'll tell you when it happened it it occurred just before um he was crucified so we're in John and we're talking about the last supper the last supper has happened if you don't know what the last supper was that was the last supper (laughs) that Jesus had with his disciples before the betrayal was exposed that Judas was going to do so they ate together then the betrayal was revealed i.e Judas went to go and do his tang you know sell his sell his soul And then as parting words, Jesus spoke to the disciples, the remaining disciples, and told them a few things. One of those things in verse 34 was this new commandment, which says, I give unto you that ye love one another as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. Now, if you're someone who is a bit like, oh, well, I only really follow the New Testament the Old Testament's kind of like done away with, it's just stories. If you're one of those people, you may see it as, you may, I'm not saying you are, but you may see this as a brand new commandment. You might see it as, see, yeah, look, this is a brand new thing that he said now. We have to do away with the old. This is a new thing. But God doesn't change, guys. God does not change. He is the same before as he is now. His rules don't change. His laws don't change. He is the same. He is eternal. He doesn't change. So even though it's a new commandment in a sense of presenting you, it has always been the case. And I'll prove it to you now. Let's go to Exodus. Let's go to Exodus 20. Even though it's a new phrase or new new way of saying it, that commandment has always been the case. And let me show you how. Let me show you how. Go to Exodus 20, guys. Go to Exodus 20. And we are in the Ten Commandments, okay? We're in the Ten Commandments. This is the Decalogue. Now, the Ten Commandments have always been, right? Even before um, they were put on a tablet, <laughs> they've always been. They were, these are the laws that abide in heaven. These are always, these have always been, guys, okay? So this isn't a new commandment per se. It's just a new phrasing of the commandment. And I'll prove it. Here we go. These are the Ten Commandments. The first one is, I am the Lord thy God, which have brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Number one. Number two, thou shalt have no other gods before me. Number three, thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image. Number four, thou shalt not bow down thyself to them. No, that's that's part of number three. Number four is... 
Thou shalt not take the Lord thy God, the Lord's name in vain. Yeah. Number five is, have I done it wrong? Hold on, guys. I'm doing it wrong. I'm trying to do it quickly, you see. One, two, three. No, that's one, two. Three is thou shalt not take the Lord thy God in um, the name in vain. Four is remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Five is, where's number five? Where's number five? Honour thy father and thy mother. Six, thou shalt not kill. Seven, thou shalt not commit adultery. Eight, thou shalt not steal. Nine, thou shalt not bear false witness, which means lying against your neighbour. Ten is thou shalt not cover thy neighbour's house. Now, wait, 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 wait. I know I said that really quickly, but I'm going to go over it again. The commandments are set up like this. The first four are to do with God. The last six are to do with our fellow man. I'll show you. First four. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. One, that's God. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or in the earth beneath. That's two. That's to do with God. Number three, thou shalt not bow down. No, number three is, ah, I keep doing this. I'm trying to rush. Number three is thou shalt not take the Lord thy God's name in vain. To do with God, right? Number four is remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. To do with God because it's the Lord's day. Those are to do with God. The last six are to do with our fellow man. Because the next one is honour thy father and thy mother. The next one is thou shalt not kill. The next one is thou shalt not commit adultery. Again, our fellow man. Next one, thou shalt not steal. Again, our fellow man. Thou shalt not lie. Again, fellow man, thou shalt not covet, meaning envy or want whatever your neighbour has. Again, our fellow man. So although Matthew's saying is a new commandment, it really isn't a new commandment. It is a rephrasing of these last six. Because if you love your, what does it say? It says, if you love one another as I have loved you, you're not going to dishonor your mother and father. You're not going to kill. You're not going to commit adultery. You're not going to steal. You're not going to lie. You're not going to want to be what your neighbor is. I know I said that quite quickly. Does everyone understand what I'm trying to say? Yeah. If you put a number, put a number one, if you understand what I'm trying to say, guys, when Jesus said that this is a new commandment I give unto you, he is not saying this is a brand new commandment. Like he never told you before not to love anyone. He's always, the commandments have always been the commandments. What he's saying is, it's a rephrasing. It's literally grouping the last six together and saying, this is what they represent. Because if you love each other, you're going to do, you're going to keep all of these six commandments. If you love me, you'll keep the first four. Are you with me? You love me, you keep the first four. You love each other, you'll keep the last six. Are you with me, guys? Okay. So we just have to be very clear that sometimes when we read things, we have to keep it in context. The context is this. God said we need to love each other like he has loved us. That is how we love one another. How do we do that? 
by our actions. And he's saying, if you love each other, you're going to honour your father and your mother. If you love each other, you're not going to kill. If you love each other, you're not going to commit adultery. You're not going to steal. You're not going to lie. You're not going to covet. Do you understand me? So this is our, our little sign, you know, our little sign of what it looks like to love one another, what it looks like to love one another. You're not going to do those things to each other. You're not going to lie. You're not going to envy. You're not going to be jealous. You're not going to be a hater, as people say. Okay. It says, Jesus says, love one another as I have loved you. Love is not simply an impulse, a transitory emotion dependent upon circumstances. Remember what we just said? It doesn't mean if it's not returned to you, it changes. It's not dependent on whether, you know, your husband was nice to you today. He wasn't nice to you tomorrow. Your mum was nice to you when you were growing up and now she isn't nice to you. It's not dependent on circumstances. That love should be ever loving. It should it should be eternal, guys. It should be eternal. It is a living principle, a permanent power. You know, Hollywood will have us fooled in thinking that, in thinking that, you know, um, you fall in and out of love. They want you to think that love is an impulse, that love is an emotion, that love is dependent upon circumstances. Hollywood or, or, you know, the media, whatever propaganda they want to put out there, they want to show you that love is the opposite of this. They want to show you that love is dependent on things so that we get it misconstrued every single time. And if anything, what are we doing, guys? If we follow the way that Hollywood or, you know, social media or whatever tell us about love, what happens when we follow that narrative of love? we end up disobeying God. If we're loving based on what the world tells us to, we actually end up breaking a ton of his commandments. So this isn't something that we're talking about just for talking sake. We're not talking about this just for talking sake, guys. We're talking about this because it's actually really important in our salvation as well. We're not meant to love like the world loves. We are meant to love like God loves because in doing so, we are actually keeping his commandments. It says the soul is fed by the streams of pure love that flow from the heart of Christ as a wellspring that never fails. Remember, he is the vine. We are the branches. Okay. If you water a tree, not that you water a tree, but you know what I mean. If a rain falls on a tree, it's not just going to hit one portion of the tree, guys, and then the rest of the tree is going to be dry. It will hit the whole tree. So if Christ has love, that love that he has should flow like a spring. It should flow like a spring to all the branches. <laughs> yeah. It says, oh, how is the heart quickened? How are its motives ennobled? Its affections deepened by this communion. We actually become better individuals when we love. We actually become better people 
It says, under the education and discipline of the Holy Spirit, the children of God love one another truly, sincerely, unaffectedly, without partiality and without hypocrisy. You know, (laughs) there's this thing that I see a lot happen amongst Christians. They say, I'm just telling you this out of love. I'm just, I'm just telling you this out of love. And then what proceeds out of their mouths after that is an offence. <laughs> it's like, <clears throat> do you think by saying that beforehand, it takes away the offence? It don't take away the offence because you're still doing it. <laughs> you're still saying it. It's without hypocrisy, guys. It says, and this because the heart is in love with Jesus, our affection for one another springs from our common relationship with God. If you love me, keep my commandments. You should love one another because I love you. Our affection for one another should spring from our common relationship with God. If we haven't got a relationship with God, we cannot love anyone. There was this, there's this guy and he does these lives on here. And he was talking about people who are unbelievers. He was talking about atheists, actually, because there are certain people who don't believe in God, but they know of a, they believe of a God, but they don't believe in God, right? Um, he was talking about atheists and he was saying that it's actually child abuse. <laughs> I know, don't, don't, don't get angry now. Don't get angry. I'm just stating what is actually occurring, okay? I'm not picking a side. But he was saying that being an atheist is actually child abuse. And his reasoning is that the logical conclusion, meaning the logic behind atheism, that there isn't a God, that we came from slime, whatever, whatever. The logical conclusion of that is that you are not able to love. You can't love your children. You can't love your fellow man. You can't love your teacher. You can't love your wife, your husband. The logical conclusion of atheism is that love doesn't even exist because there is no God. And you need a God to have love. And we can go into that, the whole like, you know, scientific part of that another time. But that was what his reasoning is, right? And we can see here, guys, that this is our reasoning as well in the sense of If we don't have a relationship with God, we cannot bestow the love, the affection that he has for us onto our fellow man. We can't even do it as Christians. We can't, let alone if you don't believe in a God. It says we are one family. We love one another as he loved us. When compared with this true, sanctified, disciplined affection, the shallow courtesy of the world, the meaningless expression of effusive friendship are as chafe to the wheat. When you compare being loved, loving one another, it is like you can tell the difference between a rock and a spade. You can actually see what true love is all about. When you have that comparison between the real and the fake, to love as Christ loved means to manifest unselfishness at all times and in all places. How do we do that? By kind words 
and pleasant looks. Genuine love is a precious attribute of heavenly origin, which increases its fragrance in proportion as it is dispensed to others. Genuine love. Christ's love is deep and earnest, flowing like an impressible stream to all who accept it. There is no selfishness in his love. If this heaven-born love is, a, is an abiding principle in your heart, it will make itself known, not only to those we hold most dear in sacred relationship, but to all with whom we come in contact. It will lead us to bestow little acts of attention, to make concessions, to perform deeds of kindness, to speak tender, true, encouraging words. It will lead us to sympathise with those whose hearts hunger for sympathy. It's not selfish, guys. It is not self-loving. It is not self-pleasing. It is nothing to do with self, 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 self. I know we hear that phrase quite a lot. You need to pour into your cup first before you pour into others. You need to do this for yourself first before you do unto others. We are practicing selfish behavior and condoning it, saying that unless we are selfish first, we can't help anyone else. That is not what it says here in the scriptures. This isn't the scriptures, but you know what I'm trying to say. God didn't say, God didn't say that I give you a new commandment unto you, that ye love yourself first, pour into your own cup first, and then love one another as I have loved you. He didn't say that. He said that you love one another as I have loved you. He said that this love is what? And not an impulse, it's not an emotion, it's not dependent on whether your cup is full or empty or whatever you want to call it. It is a principle. It's literally a living principle. You could be depleted, you could be sad, you could be lowly, you could be in a bad place, but your love should not change for that individual or for that person. Your love shouldn't change. It should be the same. That is what he's saying. That is what he's saying. So we have to, we have to try our best, not even try our best because we can't, we can't do anything of God on our own. We truly need to surrender, but also we need to make a very conceited, concerted effort, guys, to make sure the love we have for people is biblical love, not the love that we see in Hollywood. And if it is like that, we should, that should also be an indication for us to surrender and ask Christ for his love so that we can give that out to others. I hope that makes sense.